Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can I turn on your radio? Yes, already. It's almost showtime. Who's your favorite talk radio personality? That's Todd. He's weird. Monday through Friday. He's strange. Five to seven. Sloppy. I mean, he sounds perfect. He's green. What do you say? Let's get it going. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me now. 937-457-1290. Locally grown. Seriously funny on WHIO. You have any pets? Cats and dogs. Do you love my cats? I have pets at home. I get it. Playing with my pets? Look at the dogs wearing the funny hat. Stay away from my pets. Oh, shush about my cat. Nice doggy. Good doggy. It is the Evening Edge. Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. On National Love Your Pet Day. I don't know about you, but I love my pet every day. Do we have to set a day aside just to love our pet or pets, as the case may be? I hope you love your pet. You better love your pet. Uh, Tonight on the show, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, how much you love your pet. Do you spoil your pet? And how do you do it? Because, believe it or not, Ohio doesn't rank very high when it comes to spoiling our pets. I am surprised at this. So we're going to uh, talk about that. It's also uh, National Muffin Day. Where do you go for the best muffins? Do you like a good dry muffin or a moist muffin? Everybody likes a moist muffin, I know. Uh, It is Tasty Tuesday, so we'll talk about some food. Also, uh, Ron Otto had a story that uh, I want to talk about uh, in one of his newscasts earlier. This uh, this Ohio woman, I think she's in Cincinnati. Yeah, she's an Ohio woman. Uh, up to no good, causing chaos. Uh, she uh, she uh, basically attacked a repo man. And that's got to be one of the toughest jobs, being a repo man. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And are there re- repo women? That's a good question. I wonder if there are repo women here in Dayton. And a really creepy, creepy guy in Texas that will make you think twice about touching items in a store when you go shopping. Uh, but first, uh, let's talk about our uh, our pets, our love of pets. Uh, in particular, doggies. Yes, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog. I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog. I'm a good dog, I'm a real, I'm a real, I'm a good, I'm a, what I'm trying to tell you is that I'm a real good dog. See, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog. That's Lily there. Uh, So here, this is interesting. Uh, Forbes advisor, they did a recent uh, nationwide survey of dog owners on how uh, people spoil their dogs. Now, I think most people that uh, have uh, doggies and kitties, but uh, in particular, this was just about doggies. Uh, I don't know if some of these uh, key factors that they looked at uh, would ever work with a cat. Some definitely, others maybe not so much. Um, but they looked at these 10 key factors 
And they based their research on the answers that people gave to these 10 questions. Do you take family photos with your dog? Well, about 58% said yes. And that makes sense, right? A lot of people, they look at their doggies as family members. So if they're going to have family photos taken, you include the dog. Now, my wife and I are talking about getting photos uh, of us. Um, it's been a while. And the last time we got them, we didn't have dogs. I would bet that we will put uh, Lily and Luna in uh, at least some of the pictures. Uh, second on the list, buying the dog outfits and accessories. Now, I don't know when they say accessories. Do they mean toys? Of course. We buy toys. I'm sure everybody has some sort of dog toy in their house if they got a dog. Uh, but not so much outfits. Now, outfits, it could be a couple of things. One, maybe you have a doggy sweater. When it's cold outside, you throw the doggy sweater on. I don't know that I really consider that an outfit. That might actually be more of an accessory. When I think of outfits, I think of like uh, clothes that make them look human. Some people do that. I've seen dogs with corduroys. Very odd. A lot of chafing when they're running down the hallway. Uh, also, uh, here's another one. Oh, 53% said yes, they buy dog outfits and accessories. Uh, number three on the list, uh, spending more money on the dog's health and grooming than on their own. Well, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Luna, our little Luna, our, our multi-poop, as I call her, she's having surgery next Tuesday. She's getting her first teeth cleaning, and she's going to have to have a few teeth uh, taken out. So I'm actually not going to be here that day because I'm going to be spending uh, the day recovering with Luna. But uh, that's, uh, that's going to cost some money for sure. Uh, grooming, yeah. I mean, we take the dog to the groomers uh, sometimes. Usually it's just my wife doing it. But when we would take the dogs to the groomers, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It costs more to get their haircut than it does my own. But then again, I go to uh, Great Clips. Uh, 48, uh, 45% said they spend more money on their dog's health and grooming than themselves. Uh, 45% said they regularly prepare homemade dog food or treats. We don't do that. I don't know if that's spoiling. I guess maybe it would be. Uh, also, uh, next on the list, ordering the dog a special treat at a restaurant. Hmm. I know that there are some drive-thrus that will give you like a little doggy snack if you got a doggy in the car. Or I, I know at uh, Duncan, uh, they have the pup cup where you just ask for a little pup cup and it's uh, basically like whipped cream. But there are there restaurants that actually have dog food or dog treats on their menu. Like if you went to, uh, I don't know, Frickers or Roosters or someplace, Applebee's, and you had a meal, do they have a section for dogs? <laughs> Can I get a doggy bag of whatever for my dog? 43% uh, do that. 43% also uh, take their dog to dog-friendly activities. Uh, we don't do that as much as maybe we should. But one of our, uh, well, Lily um, isn't completely vaccinated because when she went in for her dog vaccination, she had a really bad reaction 
and uh, she almost died. So we were like, no, 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 we're not. So now uh, Lily doesn't go uh, anywhere where there's going to be a bunch of other dogs. Uh, 41% take their dogs on vacation. We've not done that. Usually uh, my mother-in-law comes and stays with Lily and Luna. Maybe we'll try that sometime. It might be a little tough with two dogs. That would be, I think that might be a challenge. But uh, I'm sure people do it. I know people who do it all the time. Uh, here's one. 32% say they regularly throw birthday parties or other celebrations for the dog. No, we don't do that. The dogs do not get birthday parties. Or parties for their gotcha day. Now here's one. Um, 19% push their dog in strollers. Strollers? Unless your dog is, you know, too fat to walk. <laughs> or maybe it's really, really hot and you don't want to burn their little uh, puppy paws on the pavement. Uh, pushing on the stroller, I don't know about that. Uh, and then lastly on the list on their uh, nationwide survey, 16% say they put perfume or cologne on their dog. The only time we spray the dog with anything is when people are coming over and they haven't had a bath. And we just, it's like this uh, doggy uh, powder type thing. And it just smells like, uh, you know, like the baby powder type stuff for dogs. Uh, but we don't like squirt them with cologne or perfume. If anybody's going to be wearing Chanel in the house, it's going to be me. <laughs> Top 10 states for spoiled dogs. Number one, Florida. Number two, Alaska. Number three, Washington. Number four, Colorado. Number five, California. Number six, New Jersey. Number seven, Illinois. Number eight, Texas. Number nine, Delaware. And number 10, Virginia. Where does Ohio rank when it comes to spoiling our dogs? Top 20? Think top 20? <laughs> top 30. How about top 30? We rank 43 out of 50 when it comes to spoiling our dogs. So apparently, compared to the rest of the country, we don't spoil our dogs to the extent that they do. So I'd be curious to know if you spoil your dog in an uh, unusual sort of way. Do you push them around in strollers? Are they wearing uh, cologne or perfume? How about jewelry? There you go. Real jewelry. Not fake plastic, uh, you know, jewelry that you might get at uh, PetSmart or wherever. Like, are they wearing a real diamond-studded collar? Are they blinging out? 937-457-1290. Uh, Tommy and Vandalia. What's up, Tommy? Hey, Todd. Love your show as oh. always, man. You're awesome. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so the one thing I've been doing, uh, my wife and I, we've been married 32 years, and we've always had a pack of about four small breed short-haired dogs. Okay. So that the one good thing about that is you don't have to take short-haired dogs to the groomer. You just give them baths and trim their nails. Right, so right. So we do all that ourselves. <laughs> but the one habit I cannot Oddly enough, my wife dog. does that for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But the one, the one habit I catch a lot of flack about 
from my wife and my daughter, who also has a big pack of dogs, is every time, each evening when I sit down for dinner, I eat my dinner, my dogs all patiently sit and wait, Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the dinner, I walk to the kitchen, and they all follow me, and I I have them wait right outside the kitchen uh, doorway. Right. I'll sit there nice, and I give them a bite of my food. So I just, for some reason, cannot eat a big dinner while they all watch me and not let them taste it. It's just been something I've always had to do. I don't know why I do it, but that's how I spoil mine. (laughs) And then I just wanted to add one thing. Yes. You can tell if a dog is clean by how their fur feels, not by how it smells. So if you put powder or whatever that is you said you put on your yeah. dogs when company's coming over, if their fur's not soft and feels clean, then then you're you're just kind of, you know. Masking it, it and, just, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Be- because, you know, after you give a dog a bath, you can really feel their fur. It's way softer and it's just. Yeah, but anyway, I got you. So yeah. I just wanted to share that. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tommy. Have a good one. That line's open, 937-457-1290. How do you spoil your doggies? It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. I'm just trying to make a living. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7, National Love Your Pet Day. And I've got this uh, survey from Forbes Advisor on how people spoil their dog owners. Or <laughs> how the, how dog owners spoil their dogs, not spoil their dog owners. <laughs> oh, my dog owner spoiled. I'm referring to my wife. But anyway, uh, but I open this up to uh, cat people too. You could spoil your cats for sure. It's not just dogs. So uh, how do you spoil your cats? Uh, let me talk to uh, Mike and Beaver Creek. Hey, Mike. Hey, hi, Todd. I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, so what I do is I cook for my dogs. Okay. Anything I eat, they get to eat. And if I'm out of something that I want to eat, then I'll cook them something else. Things like pizza, kia pasta. I'll also throw chips in there as well. Does your how, how many dogs do you have? I got two. Do they both weigh like 300 pounds each? or? <laughs> no, because I take them for a walk every day. Oh, okay. All right. So they're burning yeah, off all I'm those carbs. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> wow. See, uh, we can't do that with our dogs. Uh, Luna has a sensitive stomach. She actually eats food that is prescription food. Oh, okay. Yeah, because otherwise she just gets sick. Uh, Lily, she would eat all of that if we allowed her. Yeah, so my other dog, I, I used to take my other dog camping. And so we was camping in a state park in the middle of the winter. And when I got as a pup tent, I put a space heater in the middle of it. Yeah. It, it's like, it, it gets like 80 degrees when it's 25 out. Well, when my dog would have to go to the restroom, I just let it out. I just unzip it, the zipper, and let the dog run the whole campground by himself because nobody was in there. He'd come back a half hour later and just come right in well, and lay down. you've got a well-trained dog because if I did that with uh, one of our dogs, we'd never see him again. <laughs> They'd be gone. 
Yeah. I, I don't trust I don't trust him uh, loose at all. So uh, well, yeah. appreciate that, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Uh, that line's open nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. T O double D H double L S T. I can remember that. Locally grown, seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On W H I O. Be of good cheer and call me. Call me now. Call me. He's laughing at us right on the radio. The least we can do is get him on the radio and talk to him. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7. National Love Your Pet Day. How do you spoil your doggy or your kitty? I have a uh, survey from Forbes advisor. Shockingly, Ohio only rakes 43 out of 50 when it comes to spoiling our pets. They uh, looked at uh, 10 key metrics, uh, putting your dog in family photos, buying your dog outfits, spending more money on your dog's health and grooming than your own making homemade food for them, ordering the special or ordering the dog a special treat at a restaurant. That was one of them. And uh, Gracie, my producer tonight, I guess somebody, I don't know if somebody called her or if maybe she just knew. Uh, she says, lucky girl, or I'm sorry, lucky dog grill in Mason is dog friendly and has a dog menu. Now, Gracie, did you know this or did somebody call you? No, you just 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 call somebody call you just knew that. Oh, she just knew that. Wow, impressive, impressive. Her first night producing the show by herself. She's doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Maybe a little bit later we'll talk about your uh, story from earlier. She popped in the she popped in the studio and she says, "Hey, I've got a story to tell you. I think aliens came into my house and I had to sleep with a knife next to me all night." I'm like, what? What? (sighs) Convoluted, but entertaining. Uh, Adrian in Dayton. What's up, Adrian? Hey, how you doing, Todd? I'm I'm doing well. Of course, of course. What's going on with you tonight? Well, um, interestingly enough, your producer will like this. I have a beagle named Gracie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my dog. My wife has a long-haired dachshund. Named well, Sasha, but um, oh. so we do a lot of the things that you've mentioned. Um, yeah. When I go to the restaurant, I always bring a doggy bag, and if we go to like fast food, I get an order of chicken nuggets for them. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. Yeah, one. and they have sweaters, and uh, my wife was uh, spraying down the couch and the chairs and stuff with Febreze, and I said, "Hey, why don't you just spray the dogs and cut out the middleman?" <laughs> I don't know. Now wait a second. I think you're going to have to check the uh, the warning label. Can you uh, can you squirt, yeah. squirt dogs or cats or anything uh, other than your sofa? Yeah. You know some well, of these. Yeah, there, there may be problems with that. But, yeah. Uh, the big thing is the thing that my wife says I spoil Gracie with is every morning mm-hmm. they have their dry food in their bowl and I get a can of dog food and I give them uh, you know a portion of that. Right. So, so wet food what, and dry food. Yeah, so yeah. what happens is I get up in the morning, and I just go sit down on the couch, and I relax for a few minutes. Yeah. The dog, if I don't feed her, she'll come over and sit right in front of me, staring at me with those big brown eyes and yeah. whining. So yeah. what do I do? I go get her her breakfast. She knows the word breakfast. She's got you trained. <laughs> She's got you trained. 
That's what my wife says. Well, I'm you know, trained. my uh, our our Luna has, and I forget what my wife calls it. it it's an actual uh, condition. Luna has a thing with her knee, her her back left knee, where sometimes she can't. It, it's not that it gets stuck, but she she favors it, and sometimes she'll just walk on three uh, legs because she's got oh. this issue with a with a tendon or ligament or something. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, it it is, but it's her own damn fault, and I'll tell you why. Oh. <laughs> because because she your dog sits and looks at you with their beautiful brown eyes, Gracie's brown eyes, right? This yeah. dog, this Luna walks, it goes in circles. I mean, it's like she's trying to drill a, a, a well. She just uh, all around, around, around. It's like, well, no wonder she's got a bad knee. She's constantly running in circles. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, well, these dogs are good entertainment. They play. When they play, it's it's hilarious. We watch them. They'll play for half an hour at a time, and it's just it's hilarious to watch them. It's night and day with ours, uh, Adrian. Lily, well, she's got about 50 toys. I'm not kidding. And she <laughs> yeah. she will, and her attention goes from one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Luna has no interest in any toy. Yeah. None. None. We tried yeah. to give her toys when we first got her. Eh, eh, I'm not interested. I'll just be yeah, here we, on the couch. We have toys all over the house, <laughs> and there. a lot of times we get a stuffed animal, and Gracie will at it until she gets all the stuffing out of it yeah. so there's little pieces of fuzz all over the place where she's been working on it <laughs> yeah i got you adrian i appreciate your call buddy uh for christmas we got uh lily a two foot long gumby stuffed gumby doll and uh surprisingly it's still stuffed <laughs> jeff and beaver creek what's up jeff hey todd how you doing i'm doing well yeah i i uh did i ever tell you about my dog speed Ah uh, yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether I told it, you this it, I, I, about I, speed or not. I believe I believe this it was had something to do with the dog uh, drinking gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. go ahead and tell? It's been a while since you've uh, regaled me with that story, but uh, we have new yeah. listeners to the show that would I'm sure love to hear your story about uh, your dog's speed. Yeah, so I, I, when I was a kid, I had a German Shepherd named Speed, and uh, my dad and I were out in the garage working on a car, and we had a pan of gas we were using to clean parts with. And uh, old Speed, I don't know, he got it into me. He went over and he, he uh, drank about, oh, I don't know, about a quart of gas. Wow, that's a lot You know, of while gas. we were there cleaning the, cleaning the parts. Sure, and, sure. And Speed takes off, runs across the yard, runs around the tree a couple times runs around the house and it was the funniest thing i ever saw in my life then he fell over he fell over yeah he fell over it was sad he fell over he fell over yeah yep he ran out of gas (laughs) we waited for that one didn't we waited for that one Nine three seven four five seven twelve nine. Look, it's been a, it's been a couple of years since he's told that story, so I figured, why not? You know, we have a lot of new listeners to the show. They haven't heard the joke about his dog speed. Uh, we have an Ohio woman story. So this was a story 
that I heard uh, I heard uh, Ron Otto talk about one of his newscasts earlier. And it got me thinking that there's a lot of jobs out there where you deal with the public that has got to just be just tough. You know, immediately what comes to mind, first responders, right? Uh, especially police officers, they show up uh, to a call and you don't know necessarily what you're going to be dealing with. And uh, lots of times they're dealing with people at their worst, right? And so that's got to be tough. But another job that uh, got me thinking, because I heard this story, it's be, uh, being a repo man. There is a uh, woman in Cincinnati. She's behind bars after being accused of hitting a man with her car. Uh, the 20-year-old woman was accused of driving off in her car while the man was trying to repossess it. Now, I don't know uh, exactly where they were in the, uh, you know, in the process of uh, repossession. Whether it was a case of uh, he had the car up on a uh, on the on the you know the the trailer or the tow truck, or if he just shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm taking the car," and I don't even know if they if they come to your door. I'm guessing they just take it. Thankfully, I've never had a car repossessed. I have come close, long time ago in my younger days. Uh. But I don't think they come to your door. I think they just see it and they like, well, that's it. We're taking it. Um, arrest report says that she drove uh, through at least one yard to get away. She's lucky she didn't hit a house. Uh, and she was arrested in Green Township. Uh, the repo agent's arm was injured, but he refused to go to the hospital. He's a tough repo man. Uh, his injuries were treated at the scene. The woman was booked into the Hamilton County Jail. Charged with assault. That has just got to be a really tough job. And I think there was a, if I'm not mistaken, there there was a, um, maybe a reality show. If not, there should be. <laughs> where where the, the repo man goes out and uh, he's just repossessing uh, cars from people who haven't been able to make their, uh, their payments. And that's... And it's one of those deals where, on the one hand, you feel for the people who are having their cars taken. Because just because they haven't been able to make the payment doesn't mean that they don't have a job and or they don't need it to get their kids to, to uh, school or whatever, right? Uh, but at the same time, you got to pay your bills. You know, you, 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 it's responsibility. But that's a tough gig. And I'd love to I'd love to talk to a repo man or a repo girl or woman, excuse me. A repo woman. Not just the repo man, the repo woman. Yeah, Gracie's like, yeah, don't you say girl. It's repo woman. Right? Yeah. Uh like can you carry? Are you allowed to carry a gun with you? I mean, if you if you are uh, coming up on somebody's house. And they come out with a rifle or something. You got to be able to defend yourself. But I, I bet there are rules against that. And what's the craziest situation you've uh, found yourself in? People chasing you down the road. They hop in another car and chase you down the street. 937-457-1290. Oh.
listening to now. What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. T O Double D. H. Double L. F. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. At best, you're an underachiever at a local radio station. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. Don't forget, you can watch the live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Stitch. We've got a couple dozen people watching right now. Thank you, thank you. Uh, 937-457-1290. I asked for a uh, repo man to call in, and we've got JR in Dayton. Hey, JR. Hey, hey. Hey, now, so you're a repo guy? I'm out working now. So how many uh, how many repossessions do you think you do a day? I do sometimes three a day, 10, 12 a week. So when you go out on these, is it just a simple case of, all right, here's the address, you show up, and hopefully the car's there, and if it is, you take it? Or do you have to sort of play detective, right? Like, do you have to kind of stalk it a little bit and say, okay, they're usually home around this time, or, you know, during this hour they go to, to, the, to the store or what? I mean, how do, you, how do you go about that? It's 50-50. Most of them nowadays have transponders in the cars, so therefore you can log into a code and lock into that car, and you know if it's at Kroger's, you know if it's at home, you know if it's at work. But some banks don't use those, therefore you have to play detective. Wow. Now, what's the strangest situation you've ever been in? I mean, has anybody come at you with weaponry? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've my. been hit. I've been put on the hood of the car i've been shot at you've been shot at oh yeah now are you allowed to defend yourself at all or do you just have to take it (laughs) i carry but i don't carry in all situations some areas are it's more of um it just don't work in some areas no i got you i understand i understand Wow. Now that's crazy. So I would imagine that this story of this woman down in Cincinnati, uh, you know, getting in her car and speeding off and injuring the repo guy is uh, that you probably hear about that all the time. It happens. Yeah. It happens. There's a lot of crazy people, but it's not as bad as people think in a lot of cases either. I, I work mostly through the day. I knock on doors and if there's car seats and stuff in the car, I want them to have their stuff. Um, and it's not always as bad as people would think. So is that is that just a choice that you make uh, to say, hey, get your stuff out of the car, I got to take it? Or is that standard? I mean, are there, are there repo uh, guys and gals out there that they'll just take it, that it doesn't matter? Yeah, you don't have to knock on the door. You don't have to let them know you're there. The car doesn't belong to them anymore. Therefore, you can right. get it and go. So you're a but repo the, man with a heart is what you're I saying. I try <laughs> to be kind. I try to have yeah. a heart. I, I work through the day. I knock on doors. I I let people know that their car's going yeah. away. Now, do you know of any repo women that work in Dayton where they're just out doing their own thing on their own? I see female drivers all the time. I don't actually know any, but you see them out there all the time. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, Jr., thank you for answering my questions. 
No problem. God bless. Have a great week. You too. Be careful out there, man. See, that's maybe it's not as hard as I as I made it out. But look, if you've been shot at, <laughs> you've ended up on the hood of a car, right? You've been hit. Uh, that's not something that generally happens to me, right? Or and probably most of us. That's a pretty tough gig. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Double up. T. Double D. H. Double L. F. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. Have you ever heard of this guy? It's Todd. It's Todd, honey. He's funny. Monday through Friday. Five to seven. On the radio. You can tell she likes Todd for Todd. He's a nut. Real character, that one. Todd, let's do this. Get the show started. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me now. 937-457-1290. Locally grown. Seriously funny. On WHIO. Satellite. Someone's secrets you've seen eyes and ears have been Satellite dish in my eye Tell me more, tell me more Who's the king of your satellite castle? It is the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. And of course, that was Dave Matthews Band and their hit, Satellite. Back from the uh, late 90s, well, why Dave Matthews Band and why Satellite? Well, we've got some science news to uh, chat about. It has to do with a uh, satellite, so we're going to talk about that. Also, uh, I've got a creeper news, a uh, creeper story from Texas that I'm going to give you a heads up right now. It's not the most pleasant thing. And if you have young children in the car, you may want to cover their ears. Uh, We're going to get to. And it'll make you think twice about uh, picking up stuff that you uh, uh, might want to uh, handle at uh, a store. In particular, an antique store. Uh, but yes, we do have some science news. Consider the following. Miscellaneous and wondrous things. Science! You see, it's a matter of science, lad. Come here, I'll show you. Brilliant! Blah, blah, blah. Science, science, science. How can scientific truth be heresy? Science. What did the great man of science have to say today? A big satellite is headed for a fiery end in Earth's atmosphere tomorrow. Did you get that? A satellite is coming to Earth! The uh, out-of-control European satellite uh, launched 30 years ago will plunge into Earth's atmosphere tomorrow and is expected to break into lots and lots of pieces. This, according to Sky.com, since the satellite's re-entry is not controlled by humans, the European Space Agency can't predict exactly where and when it will reach the atmosphere and where its remains will fall. Uh, so hopefully it won't just, you know, fall on you. Uh, right now, officials are saying it will re-enter the atmosphere a little after 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, but the window is uncertainty, uh, of uncertainty is wide. It could happen as much as 15 hours sooner or later. Sooner or later. Uh, some of the pieces of the craft, uh, could reach the ground 
And they say the satellite will probably hit the ocean. They always say that. And I understand that the, the vast majority of our planet is covered in water. So I understand that. If you look at the percentages, if something is randomly going to fall out of the sky, there's a greater, greater chance that it's going to land in the water. But when will that day come when they're wrong? <laughs> right? Um, I don't know if it's happened. Maybe it's happened, uh, you know, maybe a piece of a satellite has fallen in, uh, you know, a, an area where it's uh, an inhabited or uninhabited, you know, like the Pacific Northwest or Siberia or uh, the Arctic Circle or Antarctica, you know, the outback of Australia. But they always say, oh, it's just going to land in the ocean. I'm not so sure. Uh, they added that the risks associated with satellite reentries are very low. Well, of course, they're going to tell you that. Uh, none of the fragments will contain any toxins or radioactive material. You don't have to worry about that. You just have to worry about it landing on your head. Uh, the satellite has been studying the Earth's polar regions, atmosphere, and the behavior of the oceans. So there you go. Tomorrow around 11 a.m., hopefully it'll be clear out. Like today, keep your eyes out to the sky. There could be a giant satellite or a piece of a giant satellite <laughs> hurling, uh, hurling through the atmosphere towards your backyard. Uh, 937-457-1290. All right, so here's this creeper story. Crazy creep! Bunch of weirdos. Sounds like a creep to me. Whack job. You know what? You're starting to creep me out, man. Your move, creep. You little creep! All right, I'm just... I'm going to give you... Uh, we interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. I don't know. That shouldn't... It should be more the... Uh, like a warning. Where's my uh, little warning sound effect? I've got like a warning. Ah, oh, here it is. All right. So, uh, you know, I like this show to sort of be fam family friendly. Uh, but sometimes we get a story that may not necessarily be as friendly as one would like it. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, I'm giving you fair warning. If you got little ones in the car, uh, you might want to uh, turn the radio down, listen to the podcast later. It's up to you. But I'm just giving you fair warning. <clears throat> Cops near Houston, Texas, arrested a 60-year-old man last week, they say, entered an antique store wearing a kilt and took various items off the store shelves and shoved them into his rectum. And then, and then, <laughs> placed them back on the shelf for display. Yeah, that's how far we've fallen. Uh, Mitchell Cooper, Vest is his name, Mitch Vest, uh, according to police, stands six foot six, weighs 250 pounds, and is known to wear a kilt around town. <laughs> Where's my cuckoo? Uh... <laughs> uh, police say that the suspect did, his, uh, did this at several shops in Spring, Texas, a Houston suburb. Specifically, cops say the man 
entered the Antique Gallery of Houston and placed a makeup brush and a restoration hardware piece in his anus before returning the merchandise, valued at $130 to the shelf. My wife and I love going to antique stores. And uh, generally, generally, we're not touchy people, right? Like, we don't go through and pick things up unless it's something we're really interested in. You know, if it's a piece that you've maybe been looking for, you'll pick it up, you'll look at it, you'll inspect it, make sure it's not chipped, make sure it's in working order. I don't know if I would be willing to pick anything up anymore, especially especially if I heard this story and I lived in Texas, Houston in particular. Uh, this uh, crazy creeper then showed up at the Curiosity Shop, which is located inside a antique mall. Ooh, this... <laughs> there he took an antique bottle opener and a tobacco tent can, valued at $74, and placed them in his rectum under his green kilt. Then again, returned the items to the shelf. In both instances, the merchandise handled by the suspect had to be thrown away. Well, of course. And his actions were caught on security video, and the store owners were able to identify this guy, and he was arrested. But my question is, did they see him right away? Right? You go into an antique mall, or really you go into any business, but in antique malls, you see it more frequently there's somebody, big ones, like big ones. And there's some like in Springfield or the one in Centerville. They have security cameras. And you can usually see the cameras or the screens like behind the desk. They're kind of out in the open. And they do that so they know, uh, so you know when you go in, you're being watched. They might even have a sign that says, you know, security cameras in use. But you wonder how how closely are people really watching these cameras? Unless they have a dedicated person sitting there in front of a uh, wall of uh, cameras watching, you know, people take things off the shelf and put them under their skirt or kilt in this case. What about the people that came right after them? You know, that... <laughs> And what would possess someone to do this? Uh, the man reportedly is retired. Well, he's got too much free time. Too much free time. Uh, and apparently he lives with his wife in an upscale sur suburb of the area in a $600,000 home. And when I saw that, I thought, well, that's really odd. Why would somebody who seems to be doing well, guess what? Pervs come in all economic groups, 100%. And in fact, one might argue that somebody with a lot of extra money and a lot of free time, that could be part of the reason, you know, that they're, they got nothing to do. They're bored.
So uh, there you go. The next time you go shopping and you want to pick up an item, uh, maybe think twice. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. T-O. Double D. H. Double L. S-T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. From a psychological standpoint, the radio station represents a link to normalcy. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7. One last thing on the uh, story that I just did. And I'm not going to go through all the details. Because I gave the warning, and that's that. Those who heard it. The thing is, he got caught. But you know this isn't the first time he's done it. It's like hardly anybody ever gets caught the first time they do something like that. And he's been known for wearing a kilt. Now, I'm not trying to cast dispersions on anyone anyone who wears a kilt. I know people who enjoy wearing kilts. I do. But uh, I'm guessing that's why he's probably known for wearing a kilt. He's probably been doing this for a long time. And just this time, he got caught. Somebody finally figured it out. Holy cow. Well, let's shift gears. Now, you know next uh, Thursday, you know what next Thursday is? It's Leap Day. It's uh, February 29th. It only happened so many years. Every four years, there's a February 29th. And uh, I'd love to talk to somebody whose birthday is February 29th. And I had this idea because I saw this story. There's a woman in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. And she's about to turn 100 years old. However, she was born on February 29th, 1924. So technically, I know, wink, wink, asterisk, not really technically, but she's celebrating her 25th birthday. Her actual day will be on the calendar. Uh, her name is Mary Forsythe, and uh, let's see, uh, the party got started a little early at the Sandy Springs community uh, gathered for her birthday. Well, I would say, I mean, this story is like two or three days old, <laughs> and it leap, leap days next week. Uh, History.com says about 5 million people worldwide have a leap day birthday, and the odds of being born on leap day stand at about 1%. And 1,461. So I'd be curious if you know somebody who was born on Leap Day or maybe you were born on Leap Day. I thought it might be fun to have them on the show next Thursday. Or at least call in and, uh, you know, tell us uh, what it's like uh, having your birthday once every four years. I would imagine that there are restaurants out there, or bars in particular, that probably offer specials to people who come in and actually have, a, you know, like a driver's license that says they were born on February 29th. 
So if you know somebody, let them know. I'm trying to find them. It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. Everybody, could I uh, have your attention, please? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, hold on, dummy. Just you listen to me. Now, listen to me carefully. Boy's got something to say to me. Why don't you talk into the microphone? It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call me at 457-1290. Locally grown, seriously funny on WHIO. You want to grab a muffin or something? Do you know the muffin man? Carl, would you like a muffin? You know how to make a muffin? Do you want a muffin? Hey, can I have your muffin? Coffee and a muffin. I would never give that guy a muffin. This is the worst muffin I've ever had in my life. I'll bet he'd like to eat a nice warm muffin. What if we say we just get a muffin, huh? I bought a muffin. All that's left is the muffin. So muffin, then, is a code word. It is National Muffin Day. And I have to tell you, if I had a choice between a muffin and a donut, I'm always going with the donut. 100%. I I don't mind the tops of muffins, like a muffin top. You know what I mean? I like a good muffin top. Because that's all the good stuff, like the toppings and the rest of the muffin, it just crumbles and... 937-457-1290. 937-457-1290. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to try this one and see how it goes. Mike and Monroe, what's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Todd? How are you, man? I'm doing good. I just uh, was driving home. I listen to you every night when I'm driving home. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I love the show, man. You're Thank you. You're funny as hell. Hey, uh, I was just thinking uh, about the guy with the kilt. You yes. Said something about maybe it was boredom. And, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just sat through like a two-hour code of conduct training at work, and uh, that's pretty freaking boring. I don't know if you've ever had to do anything like that. Well, let me let me ask you this before you go any further. Was it uh, was it just sort of standard part of the job, or were you required and ordered to take such? It's a, it was a uh, mandatory company wide. Oh, okay. I th- all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> everybody had to go into the big room and listen to it. Right. 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 Like most of the people were falling asleep. You know, bored. Yeah. Bored. Bored. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking. You know, as bored as that is, I uh, I never even once considered like sticking antiques in my butt. Right. Right. And this and this is what I'm saying is that uh, I, I it probably goes beyond boredom. Right, this guy. Yeah, I think that's a mental condition. This guy, yeah, I would say, I would say, <laughs> especially, especially when you go with the antique bottle opener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just feel like you're just asking for trouble there. Yeah, it's like you, that, that's a serious. Yeah, could happen. Man. Yeah, yeah. And somebody on the live stream uh, gave this guy a name, uh, the Keister Crusader. So I think I think I may have to hold this uh, story for our uh, Hall of Fame. He's not a Florida man, but uh, this is certainly uh, this is certainly one of those great stories. All right, Mike. Yeah, that's surprising. Hey, thanks a lot, Doc. Keep up the good work, bud. Thank you. I appreciate it. Nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety. It is Tasty Tuesday. There you go. 
don't you go inside and get yourself a tasty snack? Want a bite? They're real tasty. How you get so big that you fool up this guy? It was tasty. Delicious and tasty. When you're hungry, everything looks tasty. That was, uh... Tasty little hors d'oeuvre. You know, I love talking about food because it's the one thing we can all agree on. We may not uh, agree on politics or religion or favorite sports teams. A lot of things divide us, but we all love a good meal. And that's why I like Tasty Tuesday. And uh, yesterday is National Muffin Day. So the question, where do you go for the best muffins? Uh, What? Gracie, pop on the microphone. Don't be afraid objectively just purely objectively it's my favorite muffin okay every you can't do wrong okay well all right i'm just asking the rhetorical question because like i said i'm more of a donut man than a muffin man so i don't generally go out of my way to get muffins you would go out of your way to get my favorite muffin i promise their chocolate cheesecake muffin is oh that does sound good yeah yeah okay all right uh, anyway, I, uh, I'm asking people on my uh, Facebook page if you'd like to uh, comment and uh, give a shout-out to your favorite muffin place. Uh, Captain D's is expanding its already extensive seafood lineup for 2024. Lenten season is here. Fish sea. I love, I love Lent because of uh, all the fish. Um, spicy batter dip fish is returning. Now, I had some of this last year, and it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not overly uh, spicy, but it's good. There at Captain D's, uh, you can get spicy battered dipped fish, shrimp and fries. You can get a spicy giant fish sandwich combo. And for the real uh, for the real go-getter, the spicy batter dip fish ultimate seafood platter. Here's what it let, Gracie, let me get back on the microphone. I want to know if you could eat this. Okay, I don't know. I've never had dinner with you. I don't know what your appetite is like, but I want I want to know if you could knock all this out. Do you like fish? Let's start there. I like crab. Okay, so you you eat some fried fish. Yeah. Two spicy batter dip uh, dipped fish fillets, five crispy butterfly shrimp, two crab shells, and popcorn shrimp served with your choice of two sides and hush puppies. Oh well, the hush puppies just really does it. That's a That's lot. That's the cherry on top. That's, That's a lot. Like one of those like eating competitions that yeah, like, yeah. people like go for. Why? What about that? I wonder if anybody has uh, hush puppy eating contests. You know, they they did one uh, a year or so ago for uh, crab rangoon. Hush puppies would also be a good choice for a food eating contest. I think they're aerodynamic. They are. That's right. They're like the little uh, donut uh, rounds. You know, like the munchkins. Oh, yeah. Uh, this sounds pretty tasty. Mac and cheese waffle with hot honey chicken. It's an item available for a limited time at TGI Fridays and is presently only available in Ohio, Minnesota, Michigan, and Indiana. Now, listen to this. The meal comes with a rich, house-made four-cheese mac and cheese that is baked into a waffle and topped with crispy fried chicken fingers, finished off with sweet and savory drizzle of Nashville hot honey and melted Cajun butter. Holy cow. Now, it's a waffle. That doesn't automatically make it breakfast because you can have waffles for dinner. I've had waffles for dinner. But I, I think it's more of a dinner. And that was a question somebody asked in the comments I saw on this story. Well, is this uh, is this uh, breakfast? Is this lunch? It's, it, no, it's, it's probably dinner. Uh, Hostess is introducing honey bun donuts. 
Is that it? Donuts? Uh, combining two of their favorites, their honey buns and donuts. Uh, offering contains no high fructose uh, corn syrup, artificial flavors, or artificial fl- uh, colors. Honey bun donuts are set to hit grocery stores next month. And Circle K has teamed up with uh, Warner Brothers to cross-promote the upcoming film Godzilla Times Kong. Uh, Times Kong. Yeah. Uh, the New Empire. Available in Circle K stores nationwide through May 3rd. You can get two new Froster flavors. Never had a Froster. Kong Crush and Godzilla Blast. And it comes in a color-changing Froster cup. Ooh. Or you can get a Kong Breakfast Slamwich. A Slamwich. It features triple meat and double cheese. Or you can get a specially crafted Titan Toffee Crunch chocolate bar. And then finally, this is kind of food related. Uh, The co-host of a podcast called All Things the Podcast has revealed he used AI to scam over 100 meals for McDonald's. Uh, He says using discarded customer receipts and AI, he was able to, quote, complain online about his uh, McDonald's experience And in some instances, he was able to scam the chain out of four meal vouchers each time. Wow. That's, uh, well, that's a, that's a crime. (laughs) That's, that's theft and fraud and everything else. Uh, another bad use of AI. Uh, so there you go. There's your tasty Tuesday. All right. So Gracie, my producer tonight doing the first time flying solo. Um, before the show, you came in and you, uh, you shared with me a story and, uh, I hope you don't mind me sort of conversing with you about this. First of all, Gracie, let's, uh, let's start with how old are you? I'm 18. So you're 18. You're a young woman in the world, right? Yeah. And as a young woman in the world, you have to be aware of, uh, things that could harm you, right? Absolutely. Okay. So that being said, um, as concise as you can be, tell me and tell us, the edgeheads out there, your story and why you think an alien was trying to get into your house. Okay. So a couple weekends ago, you know, my parents were out of town and me being the amazing great daughter that I am, mm-hmm. I stayed home just to watch the dogs because they're needy. And you were home alone. I was totally home alone. Home alone. Okay. And, you know, a long day at work, got home pretty late. And I thought, I'm going to treat myself to a nice, relaxing bubble bath. Why not? You've deserved it. You worked hard all day. Exactly. It's time to to relax and chill. Right. So my back door is very rusty, very hard to lock. Takes some effort. So that's why I know for sure that I locked it. Is this a sliding glass door? Is this a, like a door that opens in and out? I mean, what what are we talking here? This is just a classic back door. It only opens in. This is important Okay, okay, so it er, opens in. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to imagine opening and closing my door right now. If you're in your... if you're, I lied. It only opens outwards. So you'd have to push it forward yes. to go out. You have to oh. push it forward. All right, keep going. Okay. Keep going. So I go upstairs for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, and then... Taking I, a bath. Yeah. Okay. Relaxing. I deserve it. I think I do. Yeah, we, we, we established that. So I go down, to, <laughs> I go back downstairs to let my dogs out one more time before I go to bed. Yeah. And I walk into my living room, back door completely wide open. And we have these motion sensor lights 
They're on too. And the light, you said. Yeah. They the, go on for like two minutes. Yeah. But as soon as you walked down and you saw the door open, you said the lights went off pretty quick. Yeah, they went off. So that means something had like been there. So so let's recap, just in case you missed any of the uh, salient details. Uh, you take the dogs out. You feel pretty confident that you closed and locked the door. You went upstairs. You were in there for an hour and a half in the tub, right? You come out. You you put your robe on. You're 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 all ready to relax for the rest of the evening. You decide to take the dogs out again, and that's when you figure out that the door or you see that the door is open. Yeah. So when you told me that story the first time, you thought maybe well maybe it was the wind. But generally, if that were the case, the door would be swinging into the house. Like maybe the wind was hitting the outside of the house and it would swing into the living room, right? Because I didn't think about that. That's the way a lot of back doors are. Generally, the door swings in. It doesn't swing out. But I guess, you know, your house could be different. I didn't think about that. So when you told me this... I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe, you know, could somebody have been in the house? And you you felt pretty confident that somebody was trying to get in. Right. So I thought, well, I don't know. It just does. That doesn't seem right. And then you jokingly said you thought it was an alien, which I don't really think you believe. But I don't know. My brains are very stealable. So, But here's what you did. <laughs> but here's what you did that made no sense to me. And I know I'm not your dad, and I'm not trying to give you grief. But you said that you spent the next whatever time, 10, 15 minutes, trying to call people on your phone. You tried to call uh, your boyfriend. He didn't pick up. You tried to call other friends of, of yours. Didn't pick up. Did you try to call your parents? Yeah. Uh, did they pick up? No. Nope. No, 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 no. And then you said, uh, I tried to call somebody in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, like, what are they going to okay. do? And this, no, no, hold on. I'm going to finish your story because we got to go here. So here, so here, here's what, here's what you did is that instead of calling the police and saying, Hey, I'm a home, I'm home by myself. This is what I've discovered. I think somebody might've been in my house. You're calling, you're calling a guy in North Dakota. And I don't understand that. He was like, I knew he was going to be awake. He was my friend. Right. I knew he was going to be awake. And, and what did you say when I said, why did you call the guy in North Dakota? What did you say? You said, this is why I did that. Why? Because I wanted somebody on the phone with me in case I actually did get murdered. That way there would be a right. witness. So you wanted somebody to hear you get murdered over the phone instead of, of, of calling the police that could be there in minutes. So I'm just I'm just telling you as a young woman in the world and really anybody if you if you discover something like that don't think you're crazy don't think you're nuts call the police and have them come investigate that's all I, you're a, you're a good you're a good worker you're a good person you're doing a great job just you know just be a little safer that's all And what if it was aliens Todd Well I can see well, I better not say that. That's why that's why they left. There's nothing here for us. So please, next time, if that happens, be smart, call the police, okay? Gotcha. Everybody out there, do the same thing. Just be safe.
Better be safe than sorry, right? Yeah. What am I listening to now? What is this? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It's a radio show. It's entertainment. Fill it up. T. Double D. H. Double L. F. T. I can remember that. Locally grown. Seriously funny. I'm puzzled by the whole thing. On WHIO. And now for our devoted listeners. Back to the show. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him at Evening Edge Todd. Locally grown, seriously funny, on WHIO. Back here on the Evening Edge, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. Running out of time here. I'll be back tomorrow night just after 5, and it is an abbreviated show. We got UD basketball tomorrow night. With pregame starting at 6, tip-off at 7. Have a great Tuesday night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Evening Edge. That's it, all right? You are talking like it's already over. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to come back next time. All right. (laughs) We're out of time. That was quick. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Good night, ladies. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.